Welcome to the One Speed MMA Podcast with yours truly, Flying Smitty. And Carson Wood. And about the special guest today. Sean Smith. I did, yeah. I think I always think of a, a nickname and never can think of one. Flying <laughs> Smitty was taken. So My, was yeah, 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 Flying yeah. Smith. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Swim, swimming. Uh, swimming <laughs> Smitty. And, and, and I like back. the party. <laughs> yeah. What? Defender vacate, Sean. It's about time you came yeah, back. Yeah, I know. And it's been a while. I just... I have chose the wrong career. I have no time for anything. I work all the time, but it's good. I love it. I love it. So your the last podcast you were on was the the case of John Jones, interestingly enough, which was almost two years ago now. No, I did one after that where we talked about Conor McGregor starting his own promotion, oh, promote, which he did, but he hasn't quite taken over completely yet. I might have to drop a little bit in on what I, I think is going to happen now with, with uh, potential outcomes with the suits or the, the legal issues. But that that was our highest listened to episode for a long period of time. So mm. you're gonna have to break the record again with this one. Yeah, I'm gonna I have got, to try. So I did see that the the one that was named Paul something or other, and I thought it was that Paul, and I showed him. No, it wasn't. It was, no, we just that, Paul, Paul. Paul's PR stunt. It was Paul Magaletti or whatever his name is. It's, the boxer. Isn't it Paulie? Uh, Paul. Yeah. Paulie. Yeah. But I told I showed Paul, and he got gassed up about it, and then broke his little heart. It's like, oh, it's Paulie <laughs> Malinowski, no, and he he actually. You're came out one. during all of this and and talk crap on Connor trying to get his name back in in the news. <laughs> so even like everybody. everybody comes back except for what's his face, the Crown King. Did he ever come back, or is he really dead? I have no idea. The Shallow King. The Shallow King. Did you ever hear about that guy? No. I'm so behind with so much it's, with USC. No, this is the most obscure MMA story <laughs> ever. It was Cody. I followed it for like a day. Cody Garbrandt. Uh, had gotten into an almost fight with a guy that named was named the Shallow King. He's just a bodybuilder, and he was like just all about TJ. And then something happened with him and Cody, and he was trying to fight him. And then apparently he's dead. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no! I remember you guys talking about this yeah. guy. Yeah, so and, he died now, huh? Well, apparently, I don't know. Someone, <laughs> someone, a representative that had his passcode to Twitter came on there and said, "No, but for reals, he's dead." And then someone posted something it's probably, cryptic yeah. that was like, "I don't even know." Maybe we can go look at his Twitter profile. But let's get right into it. Uh, just a brief breakdown for anyone that doesn't know that happened to not be on the internet for a week. Uh, before the, the Khabib-Tony fight, that fell through. It was supposed to be Max and Khabib. Um, Khabib got in Artem's face. Artem is basically the only thing Conor McGregor has ever defended, um, <laughs> which is also not my joke. I found that on the internet. <laughs> and uh, he shows uh, – Khabib threatens Artem – um, basically calls him a pussy, hits him on the back of the head, says, did you call me a chicken? Artem backs down, looks super scared in the corner. Well, Artem called him a pussy. Yeah, yeah. no, on a, in Russian. Yeah. On, on a his different YouTube, interview. On his YouTube channel that he has, right? Mm, yeah. Is that what it was? I didn't know if it was an interview I thought it was that. an interview. But I have no, no idea. Been I have no idea what it is, but I was wondering what that was all about. So, yeah, so apparently it was, it was a Russian um, news outlet talking, talking to Artem about Khabib. I think he thought no one was ever going to see it, like if he was on this podcast. And somebody saw it, yeah, shared it. And then Khabib got his lackeys, cornered Artem. Um, and then Connor saw this, flew in from Ireland the next day with 20 hoodlums that he put on his private charter jet and flew over, stormed Barclays, broke a bunch of stuff, including a window with a dolly, injured a bunch of people on the card. Um, long story short, he's got a whole bunch of charges out against him. He had to show up um, to the Brooklyn PD department in which he was taking a whole bunch of pictures with the cops, shadow boxing in the back, um, and ended up walking out 
as happy as almost almost as happy as he walked in because he had to walk in in cuffs, but he did not walk out with cuffs. Yeah. Um, so did anybody see this playing out any other way than that? No, everyone no. thinking he's the greatest thing. I mean, there are there's going to be so many Irish, you know, blooded people out in Brooklyn that are yeah. going to be huge fans. So we brought. Uh, for those that don't know, resident lawyer, resident yeah, that I've resident been calling lawyer. out for what? How long now? A while. So a while. <laughs> let, let's get let's get past all of the uh, the legal mumbo jumbo. So you you are not licensed to practice law outside of Utah. What do, what do you have to <laughs> say so, to make sure so, you don't get sued? So this is all uh, well. The immigration. I'm actually because I am going to talk about immigration law because it does come into play here. Thanks to Connor being from Ireland, but so I can practice that anywhere. I can give immigration advice for anybody in any state. However. Uh, obviously, being in Utah, I'm licensed in Utah. The criminal stuff and any civil litigation, the lawsuits that we'll talk about from the other the other uh, fighters that were on the bus is New York based. I'm not licensed to practice law there. I do have the New York statutes for the criminal penal code, but anything I say, don't take to, as legal advice. So Connor, if you're listening to this, <laughs> yeah, give him some money. He can get licensed in New York. Yeah, and uh, he can come represent you. <laughs> yeah, I got your back. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, give us a breakdown of what you understand. So I'll get. So I understand that he was charged with twelve different charges. Yeah, all were call, called non-arrest. Right. Um, does that mean he would have to? He had to show up to the police station no matter what, even though they were non-arrest. But kind of explain this from the other side, yeah. from the police side. These charges are against him. What are kind of the steps that he would have had to take? So real quick, I know that I got to give you guys a shout out. I do it both times that I've been on here, and I'm going to do it again before I get into this. I know it's a tangent, but I have to. Uh, you guys are doing amazing. I yep. love you guys' podcast. Yes, we are. Funny story. I was <laughs> listening to podcasts, and this is the reason I text you on a trip. I was listening to it, and May kept saying, that's Justin? That's Justin on the podcast? <laughs> and what's this, Carson? Those guys have a really good voice for podcasts. These mm. guys are made for that. And she doesn't give compliments. She she won't even listen to this. <laughs> no. She doesn't give My compliments. Wife doesn't listen no, and she well, and she she'll give compliments, but she's very slow to give compliments. So that was a big deal. So then I said, "Oh, you think that's cool? Let me do the one that I was on there with." And immediately she said, "Sean, your voice is high pitched." You're not made for podcasts. Oh my yeah. Gosh. Yeah, I'm sitting there thinking, "You know what? I'm mad, but uh yeah, why I oughta, but she's right. You guys have perfect voices. I don't. That's why. I just try and put people to sleep. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, what kind of voice would put a baby to sleep? Yeah. Well, you had it. You uh, nailed it. I'm like, what would Bon Iver sound like on a podcast? Yeah. This. This. Yeah, you Actually, gotta, you know who has the perfect like jazz voice, podcasting voice thing? Scott. That thing is smooth <laughs> as jazz. Yeah, but that Scott will, put, that will that put you to that sleep. That will put you to sleep. <laughs> that guy is. But I'm, I mean I in a good asleep. way. We've, we've done practice podcasts, and uh, I've fallen asleep. During the podcast. <laughs> with Scott Bar. <laughs> no, He's got you, a great voice. Just, That's all I'm saying. You Please guys say. are doing amazing, and you 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 will continue to grow. Uh, I will beat all the records uh, this time, <laughs> yeah, and I'll yeah. have to come back in two uh, years race. again. He's calling you out, race. Yeah, yeah, and, and come back in two years and try to do it again. But so uh, with Conor McGregor, going back to Conor McGregor, so you were asking about the police perspective. So basically what happened is the police received a report. Obviously, there's a lot of people calling police on Conor McGregor on, on the incident. There should have been a lot more calling police uh, from what it looks like, you walk through a lot of the Barclays Center where everybody gave him free access to anywhere and everywhere he wanted. Well, it was the MacLife guys. So Dana dropped that. So his his press guys yeah. that run his website were uh, credited. So they had press passes to get around. Oh. Do you so revoke MacLife or just the two guys? 
I think to prove a point, you you get all of Mac life because mm-hmm. I mean they can still get Connor outside of all of the events and they can still do that, right? And they could still sneak someone in, but that's how they got in. Is Connor McGregor probably hit up his own press guys or run his own press website and said, "Come open a door for us, we're yeah. coming in," and so they did. That makes sense. So I don't think Connor, I I don't think it was as big of a publicity stunt as some people may say. Do I think that Connor knew cameras were rolling? Of course he knew, uh, because there were ways he could have approached Khabib in a different, different. He could have waited at the hotel. He could have done a lot of other things. He knows that there's some publicity, free publicity in there, and he did it. But they reported it. I'm trying not to breathe too loud into the no, mic. No, you can breathe. I would. You might actually be too far. Am I okay? So the, obviously somebody reported. A bunch of people reported it. The police uh, most likely went and took statements, pulled the security footage, I'm sure, looked at the security footage, saw a clear cut that Conor McGregor and his buddy, I forget his name. Cowley. Were, yeah, were committing crimes. There's probable cause that a crime was committed, and then they put out warrants for their arrest for those crimes. So what it sounds like is Conor McGregor got word from either his attorney or somebody. It probably was his attorney waiting for his YouTube. attorney to get YouTube. in contact with him. Yeah, YouTube. Saying that he had warrants out for his arrest. Now he has two options. He can, he can't. They pulled his passport. They pulled his. They pulled everything, so he couldn't fly to Ireland. So he was waiting in New York, and he had a choice. Which some of my clients have. Many of my clients have a choice. They can either go report to the uh, to the jail or to the police department and say, "Hey, there's a warrant out for my arrest. Uh, this is who I am," and they can process them or start to. The investigation or the uh, looking into what's going to happen, but they knew there there was no real need for further investigation. I know that Connor would have his attorney there when he went to the police department. There's no way he didn't have his attorney there, but he was already going to be assessed charges. That's that's something that was going to happen. They were going to refer charges over to the prosecuting attorney, and they did. And the prosecutors did it pretty quick. So Connor could have even tried to dodge it and eventually got picked up on warrants and brought to the jail instead of the police department and stayed in jail on the warrants and then waited for the his first appearance in front of the judge. And who knows, they may not have been so accommodating as they were with him on having him appear the next morning. So instead, rightfully and, and intelligently, he, uh, he reported to the police department to be able to discuss the matter with police. They kept him in custody, not arrest, means that they didn't actually arrest him. They, they booked him. It sounds like you always have to, well, in Utah they always do a book and release in some form, some fashion. But I'll bet you they kept him in the police station, and they could have even justified it for safety reasons because it's Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. You can't put him in a jail. You never know if somebody's going to get brave with him or if there's Russians in there. Who knows what's going to happen and cause issues. So I'm sure he probably stayed in the police department all night. Then he they took him to the to the courthouse. Uh, he, he was arraigned on his charges. They explained what charges they, that he was on. They told him what the bail would be. He paid it that day. He got out of there is what it sounds like. So it's either that or get arrested and, and be put in jail and have to wait a little bit to see a judge. So here's my question <clears throat> on the little uh, his booking ticket, right? That he went in, he's got yeah. his picture on it. He yeah. says he's 155 pounds. You know, he doesn't walk around at 155 pounds. Mm, no. So is he trolling all of the other fighters by saying that when when he got checked in there that he's he's walking around at 155 pounds? He could have been because they don't. From what I've seen in Utah, at least they don't weigh you. Mm. They literally just ask you. Though they're sitting there and it's a cop that's doing intake basically, or. Uh, with his that's in the jail in the police department i'm sure they have a police officer they're just chatting with him filling it out with him and he's asking him what what color eyes how tall are you connor Uh, how much do you weigh and they probably said i could see the cops i mean there's going to be a lot of irish police officers there in new york also in that precinct 
But I could see them just saying, you fight at 155, 155, and he's probably, yeah, 155. You have a 145 or 155. Yeah, 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 just put it on there. I'm a championship weight. You can put either. Exactly, The the joke was everyone was circling it and saying, apparently he can actually still make the fight. He weighed in at 155 at the police station. Didn't DC say something about it saying, hey, he's at fight weight. Let's get him in the ring. (laughs) So, yeah, he was probably trolling a little bit. Uh, he didn't really care. I think he was, he's still to this day, pretty proud of what he did. He's from Ireland and Ireland, it's a different mentality than, than the United States with, with obviously with some of the things going on in Ireland or that have gone on. I think that's a common occurrence. What Connor did. I think there, there was a touch of publicity. I truly, truly think Connor McGregor was out of his mind. I really do think that video that he saw made him want to kill Khabib. I don't think that was fake. But I don't think he realized that the, the law, when you have so much evidence, like we do in the United States, there's not, you've got to be held accountable or the New York Police Department's going to look bad. There's going to be bad publicity well, he's been on everybody else. a lot of stuff, too. So the gun, hold, like, I mean, having the gun in the, the car, if I remember right, also punching the mob boss. Like, he's yeah. going on check for a lot of stuff. So he's like, let's go. Let's yeah. fly seven hours Throwing to New stuff York, it. and we're yeah. going to go crazy. And it's like, yeah. Not the same. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. They, no, they, I agree. They pulled, I agree. A, they pulled a Google search of basically everything MMA before that. And so you can actually pull analytics on Google for right. certain things. And there's a gigantic uptick right after it happened. And it got picked up by CNBC, by, I mean, ESPN. They, things that didn't have usually nothing to do with sports were picking it up as well and talking about it. Yeah. And, I mean, the guy makes news almost anything he, he does. Working on YouTube, people will take his Instagram feed and just talk about his photos and what they mean, and, and they break them down, and they're getting hundreds of thousands of views on that kind of stuff. Anybody else pulls that, they're banned from the UFC for oh. life. Oh, I mean, and, yeah. But he turns the needle. People, yeah. Pat Healy got booted for for marijuana. Some guy punched or pushed a ref, and he got booted. Paul Daly punched someone after the bell, and he got booted. Like Paul Harris from holding people's Paul, ankles. Paul too Harris long. holding holding people's ankles too long. That one guy for wearing bikini shorts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Paul Abino. He's actually fighting again in like two weeks. Yeah, you can't ban him for life Junior with those bikini Albini. shorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's just say he decided to go up to Canada. Cross the border, he gets across, and he flies back to Ireland. He's never coming back, right? What happens no. if he flees? She warrant. So this is why, you, you before the podcast, Justin, you asked me about the $50,000 bond. That's what he paid. So He there, didn't pay the bond, though, right? I, I would it be was, shocked if he didn't. Did they report that he didn't pay the bond himself? I guess this, is, it, this is, doesn't really matter. The money got paid, but it wasn't a bond. He actually, a friend came and posted it for him so that he could get so out immediately. Bad. So that's his. That's going to be his money, though, or he's going to pay his buddy back, I'm, I'm yeah. certain. And the reason being is they always do a bond, and what that, well, depending on the charges, if it's something like a misdemeanor, they're going to do a no bail, no bond. They're, they're not going to have issues with that. But with felonies, because he was charged with two felonies, and if was I'm getting, two? yeah, well, there's there's ten or twelve charges. What I'm seeing, yeah, you're saying thirteen. I think it's twelve. I, I think you're right. Twelve, mm-hmm. and, and two of those are felonies. Uh, so with felonies, it's going to be a higher amount. And the fact that he's from Ireland, he's allowed to go to Ireland unless the judge. And I haven't. And there's that video, and I listened to it for John Jones, but I didn't listen to it for Connor. And I was trying to, but then I had consultations one after another, and I had it up on my computer. But I had to talk immigration law the whole time with other people. But he uh, don't they know that he was going to be on the podcast? Don't the people know in, in your I, office? You yeah, have more important things. I was to do? telling them in Spanish, and they're like podcast, and yeah. so they didn't know what it was. But any, yeah, 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 exactly. So um, 
But he, uh, I'm sure they told him he can go back to Ireland. Uh, I'm sure. So here's the thing. Conor McGregor can't hide. He can't hide. So if I'm a judge, I'm not really concerned because if he doesn't show up, you put a warrant the second, the second Conor McGregor steps foot on the United States soil, or even if they really wanted to try in Ireland, but I'm guarantee Ireland's not going to turn him over. But at the second he would ever set foot on U.S. soil, they're going to arrest him, and now he's going to be a fleeing felon. Now he's not getting out for most likely the whole the the, the duration of his criminal uh, process. process. Yeah, the, the the through the the play out of everything. Um, it so makes zero sense to flee. For zero him. sense to flee. So I I heard he's already back in Ireland. Yeah. yeah, which makes sense to me. Why would a judge be worried at all? Plus, they now have fifty thousand dollars. So the reason why. People uh, hundred thousand with Cian as well, right? Cowley didn't they both have to pay? 50? Yeah, I think it was fifty each. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I agree. I, it would have to be. They're going to do the same because I'm pretty sure they're charged similar with the same but, charges. So let's say Cowley has to pay out of pocket. So just to break down bail, because I saw this on online, if someone had a fifty thousand dollar bail, they can pay ten percent of that five thousand, and they don't get that back. Well, so it has nothing to do with the courts. It has everything to do with private companies that are bond companies. So Jeremy Harris, his dad does is a bond, a bondsman. So what it is is they, the court says you you have to pay if you want out, you pay fifty thousand dollars, and then you have bond companies that we work with all the time that will come in and say we'll pay ten or if you pay us ten percent of that, we'll pay the full fifty thousand okay. dollars and you get out. That's where you see Dog the Bounty Hunter. Mm-hmm. Remember that show? So the reason Dog even had a job is because people fled. So but dog went and, or not dog, but bond agencies or bond companies went and paid somebody to get out. You sign all kinds of your rights away saying that a bounty hunter can come into my home. You give away all kinds of rights. If I flee, they flee. So now that means that the they will forfeit the money that the bondsman paid to the court unless they find that guy. So they say to dog the bounty hunter, we need you to track this guy down and we'll pay you 10% of what we get back. So please go get them. And they go find these people. Dog brings them back. Then the bond's reinstated. So they're safe. Their money's safe. So they're taking a chance. But with Conor McGregor, I guarantee... So for us commoners that can't pay $50,000, we go to a bondsman. And we ask him to pay... You know, They they give you their prices and it's going to... Almost always it's 10%. That's why everybody knows the 10%. We pay them 10%. They pay the full bond. You never get that money back because when the money is released, it goes to the bonds company. So that's how they make money. They get all their money that they gave to the court back, plus they get the 10%. And that's what they're getting paid from is your 10%. Conor McGregor is not a commoner. He pays his full amount himself. And when the criminal process is over, they will return that $50,000 to Conor McGregor. They're just trying to ensure he's there. I'm putting my phone on. Do not disturb. Sorry, guys. You're good. You're good. So they that's that's the, the bond company. So I, I, Conor McGregor being who he is, I guarantee he – I would be shocked if he's not back in Ireland. He, he has the bond. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Well, he, and if not, he's got, what, three houses here? He's got yeah. one in California, one in Vegas. And yeah. And, and he'll have issues. And he's not going to do that. He's not going to do that because I don't think – I think he's going to get a plea deal that works personally. Uh, but he'll come back his court dates. He just has a promise to appear on his court dates. He'll appear on his court dates. He'll bring his buddy with him. They'll have the same court date. They'll appear together, and then they'll they'll work the process. So he's out on bail. Um, th- he has to be represented by someone that has passed the bar in New York, correct? Or is so he can't bring an Irish lawyer or anything like that, or could he? No, I don't believe Irish lawyer, but you do have attorneys that uh, you can have counsel, can't you? From you, other, you can, but they have. There's rules. There's going to be rules that they have. Uh, for example, we can go in and practice in other states ourselves, but you use somebody else's license 
to be able to momentarily represent just that. So it's for a very specific reason that you're there. We had an attorney, my boss, went to Nevada to do a murder case, a murder trial. And we're, he's not licensed in Nevada, but he used, we know an attorney, and I, and I don't know, and I should know because I haven't really participated too much in it, but I know that there's ways of almost, it's not almost, you're piggybacking off of somebody else's license that is licensed to practice there for a moment. And a lot of corporations will do that, that are multinational corporations. They'll have, they know those systems, uh, they know that system extremely well, so they'll have ways that they'll immediately, if something happened in Ohio and they're from Delaware, they're going to have their their uh, mechanism that they have always used to piggyback off of somebody's to send in their best attorneys so they can use those attorneys. But it's for a very limited reason, very limited scope that they're allowed to do that, and the courts have to okay it. I know As that. far as like preparing the case though you can bring in whoever you want right in preparing the case you can bring whoever you, that you want but they can't act if they're not licensed they can't give legal advice they have to be very careful with how they proceed and how they act themselves in the case but for example if somebody from new york called me i could give i would tell them over and over look i'm not a licensed attorney there but this is what i'm seeing uh you can't take that as as legal advice necessarily but uh it's logical and it's reasonable so, you know, you're going to you're going to listen. I don't think he's going to care for an Irish attorney. I wouldn't want an Irish attorney. No. And, and that does. I, that's more maybe getting a little bit too into the weeds. That was more just for me. I was yeah. kind of interested in that because I've watched there's this one case of uh, there was like a writer in the U.S. versus a guy in Britain that he was denying the Holocaust. And she wrote something about him. And he was saying that it was is it libel or slander. Uh, so sl- slander is spoken. Libel is written. Libel. So and and that's just more what I was wondering is because I think she had all British. I, I just didn't know if, how that works. But as far as his charges, I was seeing some stuff online saying like he could even plead a felony down, so it's not going to be that big of a deal. If it's his first felony, you usually can get it down. Yeah, in Utah. So yeah, going to the next step. I, people ask, is he going to fight it and go to a trial? If he has uh, Mark Furman, not Mark Furman. That's the opposite guy. That was the cop. Um, but uh, Shapiro and um, who was O.J. Simpson's other attorney? Uh, the oh, main one, Kardashian, the glo- but he died. No, so Kardashian. <laughs> so he had the whole legal team. Shapiro barely did anything actually in the in the criminal matter. But it was uh, Shapiro was part of it, uh, or uh, Kardashian, and then uh, the main one, the glove don't fit. You, you uh, can't it's, uh, to quit. Yeah, it's uh, my. The, I just went blank. The and he, yeah, and he's the the most famous of uh, them. What is his name? Right. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Conor McGregor, if if he came to me, and I'm a bold guy, I'm a bold guy, but Conor McGregor has a lot to lose. I would tell him to his face, that video is one of the worst pieces of evidence you we could ever have. Uh, you did everything wrong. You stacked the cards against us. We're, it's already stacked against us as defense attorneys. You have made it all but an open and closed case if we take this to trial. I would... Trial should be the furthest thing from Conor McGregor and his attorney's mind as it could be. Are their attorneys that dumb to... No, because they wouldn't be his attorneys if they were that dumb. Uh, There are attorneys that are that dumb, yes, and typically they don't last long because they get eaten alive and they get bad reputations. That If anytime, for example, we have dash cams, right? Anytime a client comes in, we have dash cams or security footage of shoplifting. Mm. Oh, my goodness. So they'll tell you all the time, I didn't do it. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. And then all of a sudden, the prosecutor do a discovery request asking for the evidence that they have. They give you a surveillance video, and you watch them 
put you know look around pick up the item uh sit there for a second then suspiciously conspicuously put it in their in their jacket then walk out and you're thinking <laughs> we will as soon as they show that video in court we're done we're done you show that video in court and we're done and i keep backing away from the mic we're going so, to trial yeah yeah so they'll want you to go to trial and the good thing is as soon as i show them that they immediately back off because i'll tell them we will lose we will lose look i'm telling you right now i'll go into this trial as if we have the greatest case in the world, that's how I'm going to act. You're going to think that we are going to win no matter what. But I'm telling you right now in this room, we will lose. So Conor McGregor's attorneys in the criminal side are saying we will lose. We're going to lose. How are you going to win? How are we going to win? So he's charged with criminal mischief, right? And I have the code here. So I'll pull up just one of the th- just real quick, just to read it to you. No, just yeah, to, no please do. This is uh, So we'll do, let me make sure I do the, there's two of them. So, so he's got a whole bunch of criminal mischief. And yeah. then he's got intent to do criminal mischief with intent to do harm, something like that. Yeah. So this first. I'm trying to find it. So, so criminal criminal mischief in the fourth degree is one of them. This is a second degree felony, but it says a person is guilty of criminal mischief in the fourth degree when having no right to do so, nor any reasonable ground to believe that he or she has such right, he or she intentionally damages property of another person. Okay. What does that video show you? Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's all they need. And then it goes in to say they intentionally did it or rec- or they can even say or if we can't prove that they intentionally did it, recklessly damages property of another person in an amount exceeding $250. So that this is one that he's been hit. And the one that you're talking about is the, the second degree felony. So this is a third degree felony. Um, and remind us what a second, first, and so, it, so they go up, correct? So yeah. third is the lowest, and then first degree is the highest. Yeah. So every state is different, but I'm reading this, and they so New York labels them weird. So they say criminal mischief or weird to them. They'd be like, that's not weird, uh, but they say criminal mischief in the fourth degree. We don't say that in Utah in our criminal code. We just say criminal mischief. That's all it's labeled. And then you go into the statute itself, and it says criminal mischief is when. Um, a person intentionally damages property of another. And then they go, the statute breaks down and says, if they damage something and it's a hundred dollars, it's a class A misdemeanor. If they damage something and it's $500, it's a third degree felony. If they damage something and it, you know, it keeps going up. So mm. yeah, in, in Utah, how it is, is you start with infractions, which are usually traffic tickets, a lot of forms of traffic tickets, parking tickets. Then the next step up. So that's the lowest next step up class C still a lot of traffic tickets disorderly conducts, simple things. Then it goes to a class B, which are your assaults, which I will go into because Connor, that's Connor was charged with three counts of assault, which is a misdemeanor. And then you go into the uh, class A. So after class B, it's class A, which are usually start to get to be stronger forms of assault, either aggravated forms of harm. Yeah. Intent to cause more serious bodily injury. Yeah. And then you get into even more so that you did cause serious bodily injury or that's a third. Say that it doesn't hit the, the dolly, the dolly doesn't hit the side of the bus and it goes directly through the window and hits Kiesa. Then we have a big problem. Real problem. Stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And then that would go into the third degree felony and then you go to second degree felony and then first degree felony. And then you have capital murder or capital uh, felonies, which are uh, murder charges. A lot of times the, the worst of the worst. So those are the levels. So he is in Utah's term, almost towards the top with one of his criminal mischiefs, which is not a good thing. Uh, second degree felony from something that I read in for the, they explained the New York statute. If he were to be convicted of the second degree and the third degree criminal mischief, he could serve up to 11 years in prison. They never do. That's the maximum. You always hear the maximums and the minimums. You'll what, always what does hear. that take? Like repeat offenders? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Repeat offenders. So, well, 
you you can be sentenced to it, but you won't serve it. So, for example, I just went to and pled for one of my buddies uh, to a second degree felony, mm-hmm. and the, the cards were stacked against us. They dismissed a first degree felony that would have put could have if they convicted him, put him in prison for a very very long time, a mandatory term, which is a different time. But uh, so they sentenced him to one to fifteen years. So that's what. So he can serve an indeterminate sentence or an indeterminate term of one to fifteen, and then they send him to prison, and then the parole board takes over. Um, so and then they apply for a parole, good, and then they good behavior and stuff yeah, like that. They and then can, parole decides they can be released. As far as with Connor, so it's clearly not going to trial. I'm standing up, and that's weird because I have to adjust my no. pants a little bit. <laughs> um, you said so. It's definitely not going to trial because he's going to have lawyers that are not stupid. But if can't. like so, not the the previous stuff of him throwing water bottles in the monster cans that can't factor in at all because we're not even going to trial at that point. Nobody can even bring that up. There's no there's no past or anything that he's been charged. Well, couldn't with. they? But could they bring up pat like? Couldn't they past actions? Right. I mean, if a, if a judge saw that in a trial, those right, so it doesn't matter. So yeah. it's just going to be we're going to get something. We're going to the prosecutors and the defending attorneys are going to come to an agreement essentially. Right? Yeah. So it, you're both, uh, Justin saying, well, past actions, but kind of, but Carson, you're right. Justin, I know where you're going with yours. So what? You, Cause the judge does have, he can, he has his own discretion as a judge to say, you've done these things in the past. They're, they're public record. They can be used to, to show what type of person you are. Therefore, based on what type of person you have proved to be, I can give you a harsher, uh, a harsher sentence because I feel like this is something that you've done in a, a, over a period of time. In sentencing, he could try to do that. That'd be a very bad move on the judge's part because it's not criminal. Okay. So what car, he could though, and if he did, I, I would be furious as an attorney. I would be furious, irate because the whole thing is is he's never been criminally charged. Mm-hmm. So if the judge takes issue with him throwing bottles, he should take issue with whoever didn't file charges against him, mm-hmm. not take it up with Conor McGregor, okay. right? Have issues. But when it comes to some past actions, let's say Conor McGregor was charged with assault for throwing those water bottles. The judge during trial, so it's not the judge, it would be the prosecutors, if they went to trial, could try to bring that up, a past, but there are rules of evidence where I would not, I would make sure it didn't come in. So you can't say because somebody did something at one moment in life that that shows that he has a tendency mm-hmm. or a characteristic of being that person. Even though Conor McGregor is getting to the point where it almost seems like it would be a habit, it's mm-hmm. not a habit. And habits are allowed, that's not a habit. So they would be able to bar most of that anyways. But when you get to sentencing, judges can look almost at anything. For example, if I, for my buddy, we pled to one second degree felony, the judge can still look at what he was charged with and what the police report says happens and dictate a sentence based off of that. He still is bound by the fact that he only pled to a second. So he can't charge or can't sentence him like it's a first degree felony, right? But he can be harsher and he, he but... I mean, he's going to do a 1 to 15. That's what he's going to do. We already know what's going to happen, but they could. So during sentencing, the judge could technically do it, and they will get to that point of sentencing and determine what's going to happen to Conor McGregor. And the judge could go on and say, look, you've had a few antics. I've seen the media. A judge should not do that. I That would cause a lot of issues in the legal world. Where we would say, look, just because his life is on display, let's follow the judge around and see what he's doing in life. <laughs> that wouldn't be appropriate. But Conor McGregor's in a whole different realm, and to hold that against him I think would be wrong. So – if, kind of the big question then, um, going through like all the the legal and uh, statutes, like 
as far as how you see this playing out, what effect does it have in general on his career? I know you mentioned some things kind of when we were talking over text and things. What effect his career, Visa, that kind of stuff? Like, yeah. What What do you see as most likely to happen? Leading into that, so can the UFC press their own charges that are not personal charges against him, such as like money lost or things like yeah. that? And then um, talking the same thing. So that goes into his career. And then personal life. So he gets charged. He potentially does, you know, some time in in prison, not prison, jail, whatever it is. Could the people that press the charges originally, do they get financial backing for, you know, medical bills? Do they get, you know, money lost from the fights? Like, let's trump all that stuff up, right? Like that all's happening. Yeah, 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 no, exactly. But but how does does that work separately? I mean, are those civil suits that are separate from the rest of this? Um, They'll all have to be handled individually. So no, they don't. Yes, they will be because it's smarter to do that. But they could they could do uh, like a minor class action type lawsuit, which they it all depends on the strategy of the attorneys. But to to kind of back up there, so when they say press charges, I think the media has messed with people's heads where they're they're thinking, well, I'm going to press charges against that asshole, right? Uh, no, that's not how it works. So, so this, I, I can't sue him for ruining my weekend for ruining the pay-per-view? Well, hold on. Hold on. I didn't say that. And I was going to get into that because I want to be your attorney yeah, on that. Yeah. 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 That was a yeah, infliction of uh, emotional distress. Yeah. Uh, no. I was really concerned with who was going to end up fighting on that main card. I paid way too much attention to yeah. it and lo- and didn't get a lot done at yeah. work. A lot yeah. of damage. So, yeah, yeah. I could get fired and that's that's lost wages. And there's at least yeah. another couple, you know, hundred people, maybe, you know, yeah. tens of people that bought that pay-per-view. Yeah. 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 And, uh, they want their money back as well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, how funny. I, I guarantee people try to do that. What you just said, <laughs> yeah. I'm being serious. I guarantee people are saying, I paid to watch they this They tried person. it with the Pacquiao thing. You remember when yeah. Pacquiao came out that he was injured and they're like, I'm suing. Yep. Like, Dude, you paid for a product. Exactly. And that it's and, and you know that that is a possibility with the product you paid for. So that's going to get thrown out fast. But, I, didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. I was unaware. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just to, just so the state has the criminal, right? It's the, the state is who protects the public. So the criminal code, which are the criminal statutes that I just read, one of them to you are that's the state. And that's the state pressing charges. If you want to, you know, they, they do. They they charge you. They bring forward charges. They bring up charges. And he was charged with 12 different counts. Now, that's just the state. So. Th- just to clarify, that is the state versus Conor McGregor. That's the state versus okay. Conor McGregor okay. because Conor McGregor violated state statutes, right? Mm-hmm. State penal code where he assaulted somebody, and that's against the law there. He, he uh, or attempted, well, he did. He assaulted because his intent was to assault. Uh, or uh, he broke stuff, criminal mischief. Now, apart from that, there's the civil side. So there's criminal law, civil law. Now, civil law is person versus person, most or entity. You can have sue corporations, right? Now, that's where it comes into play where they will say they can sue for assault, uh, sue, right? They would they would file a lawsuit saying, I suffered damages because of this assault that he did. So that's the grounds they bring the suit is on an assault. And there's multiple things you can bring it. Um, but the, the the clearest one is going to be assault. They're going to do emotional damages. Mm-hmm. All joking aside, that's going to be – they're going to – because the way attorneys do it, and the way prosecutors do it the same is they typically – this one is weird. I want to bring something up with criminal, though, that Connor could have been hit a lot harder, and he wasn't. Um, but uh, they usually throw everything they possibly can, even if they're reaching a little bit, because now a defense attorney has to come in and try to negotiate or fight it, right? And it's harder to fight multiple charges. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the same goes with civil. 
So they're going to have a civil attorney that they hire that's going to come and they're going to throw every possible tort or civil law uh, remedy or, or um, law, bring up any type of... Um, so like physical damage, emotional damage, money money lost, right? Money lost, yeah. So actual damages, um, perspective damages. There's all kinds of damages they're going to bring into play. They're going to say they actually lost this. Uh, the actual damages are they couldn't fight and they couldn't get paid. They had to go to the hospital and they had to pay this hospital mm-hmm. bill. Here's the actual damages. And then the, the perspective damages... Uh, will be more like the emotional distress. Now he, every time he sits in a bus, all he's thinking about is <laughs> is uh, something coming through the window. And he's only limited to aisle seats in yeah. planes yeah. and buses. Yeah. He will not sit in a window any longer. Yeah, and they're going to say stuff which is going to be is kind of true that they are in a state already of emotional stress because they fight in two days. Their ways. bodies are going yeah. through problems. They're all the windows at his yeah. house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're going to make all kinds of arguments, and they're going to win a lot of. They're gonna Connor's gonna pay out a lot of money on this so uh, just real quick on the criminal side how I think it's gonna play out you can't go to trial Connor has too much to lose if I mean he's looking at uh, potential suspensions with the licensing committee loss of licensing with his job so will he even be able to get licensed if he pleads guilty to some of these he's already gonna have some form of punishment maybe then on top of that, because I practice immigration That's law. That's what I'm most important, like, interested in. I want to see like how that affects him. Yeah. So the FCC is going to brush everything else under the rug. Yeah. It's not going to matter. Which this is what's weird is this could go terribly wrong for Conor McGregor on the immigration side if he if he doesn't have an attorney and he will he he better and he's not from Norway. Yeah. Yeah. So Trump doesn't want him here. Yeah. Trump says mm. get out. Yeah, you're not from yeah. Norway. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I really did when I was looking to see what type, because I was trying to find out exactly what type of visa he had, and I'm an idiot and, ver- and forgot that the that, uh, Great Britain area, uh, with Scotland, Ireland, England, uh, they have the visa waiver program uh, that's put in place. So he does, because I kept thinking, because I helped one of our famous youth football players get a specialty visa from his Australian country. Uh, and so I'm thinking, I wonder what if Connor had a P visa, which is a professional visa, if he has an O visa, which is an alien of extraordinary ability, which most MMA that's fighters do. do get that's when they we come get here. The YouTubers, that's what we help them get. Is that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they, we have the, the different kinds of visas. And then I realized. I love the name of that. It sounds like the League of Extraordinary. Yeah, gentlemen. exactly. Yeah. Uh, Aldo really has it. Aldo has that visa. Yeah. yeah. So he, he has that because he's extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's Connor would get that. That that visa would be clear cut for him. It doesn't matter though. So he has the visa waiver, which means Irish people don't need to go get a visa. They just need permission to enter. So they have to get permission to enter, uh, and they can stay here for ninety days it's at a time. It, it's called the e card or something like that. Uh, well, it's just the it, I maybe it is. We don't do a whole lot of these because we don't need to do we, them. They just show up when we bring people in from the UK to specifically do events for companies. Do they? They have to have what's called. It's either an ET card or an E card. Yeah. And they have to have it all figured out. And if they go to Canada, it's in a whole other process yeah. to go from Ireland into the U.S. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you got, yeah. So what, what confused me when I first became an immigration attorney is I thought, oh, you got a visa, you can enter. No, a visa gives you permission to request permission to enter. So, and that's the, so it's almost like a step before the final step. So if I have a, for example, there's a, a B2 visitor visa, which a lot of people will get a visitor visa, and you get that visa typically for 10 years. So it's issued 10 years. But in order to come in, you have to go apply for permission to enter. You say, I have uh, a visa that allows me to ask for permission to the consulate to go in. And this is the reason I want to go to the United States. My uncle's getting married, and so I want to go. I already have the visa. And it's really easy to get permission, Mm -hmm. right? Unless 
you have criminal convictions. If you have a criminal conviction that makes you inadmissible, you're not getting in. You're not coming in anymore. You're done. They're going to say, look, you have to resolve this or you have to wait so long. You're, you have to have other ties to be able to How get in. How long is it usually? Uh, for life, a lot of them. If you're, if you're not careful, you're gone for life unless you can resolve it. And that's exactly what my specialty, my specialty is in law is what Conor McGregor is going through. Literally, that's exactly what I practice uh, where people, when they're like, what do you do? What do you do? This is what I do. We have guys <laughs> like Conor McGregor come in and say, dude, I just beat a dude up in the alleyway. I'm from Ireland. Um, the it, ice is looking for me from what I hear. What do I do? And so we say, well, we got to first resolve the criminal issue to where we can hopefully uh, fix your immigration if there are now immigration uh, issues, if they've already tried to put you in the immigration process. Connor left. He's not going to be in the immigration process. Uh, but he he still now here's and I'll try to make this, this if I go too in depth, tell me because I don't want to confuse. But basically, there are two things that can cause issues. The uh, criminal convictions can do one of two things, depending on what the criminal conviction is. Can either render you deportable because you're already here, mm-hmm. so it can say you're deportable, which has its own different things that make you deportable or removable. And then the next thing is it can make you inadmissible to the United States. So somebody can be in the United States. What does inadmissible mean? You so what inadmissible means? Yep, exactly. So it means you go to a, a checkpoint to to get into the United States, and they look at you. And they look at your record or they look at it and they say, you're inadmissible. Turn around and go back from yeah. where you came from. You're, you're not coming in. That's and that's Conor McGregor's issue, right? Inadmissibility. Deportability would have been if he stayed in the U.S. and something happened. Then they would say, put him in uh, immigration court. Yep. Arrest him. Put him in immigration court and go through all the Trump fun, right? Uh, sorry for all those Trump fans, but I'm not a Trump fan <laughs> at all. Um, but, so they put him in the immigration process and he has to go to uh, form a criminal court, but it's immigration. So they're two separate entities, one's federal, one's state. The criminal side is state, the immigration is the federal. But Conor McGregor already left. He hasn't pled to anything yet, but he's now in Ireland. So the question is, he they'll probably let him in because he has to go to court, and they're going to give him he hasn't been convicted yet. It's a conviction that triggers the issues, not being charged necessarily, but the conviction. However, if Conor McGregor ever openly admitted that he did something, now he's got issues, and it's... I don't know if he ever did, but his attorney's going to be like, don't say a word, even though it's all over the media, although everybody knows, don't say a word, because in immigration, somebody can be inadmissible, even if they haven't been convicted, but that they have openly declared that they had committed the elements of the crime. So there's different ways that they can keep you. May, so he's you. not doing any media. Yeah, he will not keep, be doing any media. That's, no, that's yeah. going to be one of my questions. Months. They he's will bar him. They can't. Yeah, they can. You cause, will not say because one, he's he'll oh, say whatever comes to his oh mind. Oh my goodness! If I'm his attorney, I'm putting a gag order on him and saying if you go out there and say, yeah, that motor fucking uh, Russian had it coming to him, so I threw it through the plate glass, yeah. right? Just now you're like, oh great, because so, at that point. Yeah. That's when the admissible comes in. It's like something's pending. You've copped to something. Yeah. You're not getting it. So deportable, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And the deportable side. So if you were here and he's like, yeah, I did it. And they're there. And it was a crime that renders you deportable. They would still have to wait till you're convicted Inadmissible, Not necessarily. I mean, there's so much I'm being so brief on something that's so deep. Uh, there's so much that comes in with immigration law. However, his biggest issue is inadmissibility. Now, in order to be inadmissible, you have to be convicted of a crime that they consider a crime against moral turpitude, right? So it can't just be anything. So assault should not render him inadmissible. So if we got in a fist fight, no. Now, this is what's interesting to me. Criminal mischief, a lot of immigration attorneys, and I come from a really good firm, 
we'll probably we'll probably say I don't think that that's inadmissible. There's a case from a few decades ago uh, that said criminal mischief. If you can be sentenced to a, up to a year or more, and you plead to that, in a, that that's a crime against moral turpitude. Which now uh, that one one of them could bar you, but usually it's two or more crimes against moral turpitude that you were convicted of. If you have two or more, you're screwed. You're inadmissible. And so Conor McGregor is facing inadmissible charges, right? Where they they are charges that could render him inadmissible. The assaults, the assault, this is what's a little unique to me as an attorney watching this. When I saw what Conor did, I thought he was screwed immigration-wise. And the reason being is when you use a weapon Mm -hmm. to assault somebody, that's an aggravated assault. That's not just an assault. That's an aggravated, and you don't have to actually hit them. So if I swung a bat at you, one of you two, you know, and, I, and with the intent to why hit you, you and you, why would you do that? Well, I'm, <laughs> uh, because you cornered my buddy. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, but that's aggravated assault. Now, aggravating factors in a in a violent and aggravating factors with an assault are CIMT or crimes against moral turpitude. So he should technically, in my mind, have five different possible convictions or charges that could affect his uh, but admissibility. But he didn't. So he's. But he didn't. They kind of got away. He got. He, yeah, he got away with those assaults. But I'm shocked. Prosecutors but, are fans of what you're saying. Yeah. So somebody's a fan. I truly believe somebody's a fan in there and said, "Look, we could really screw your career up right now. We're not going to do that." We, you, you, we can't really get around the fact that you damaged this amount because they're going to come sue us, right? They, or they're not sue us, but they're going to sue you. And they may look at, you can't necessarily use criminal cases. And so you can, but there's rules on how you can use certain things uh, in, in each case. So if you're doing civil, there are some things you can use criminal. If you're doing criminal, there are some things you can use in a civil, but um, not necessarily from the actual proceedings. You can, depending if there's admissions, things like that. But you usually have a brand, uh, it's a whole new trial on each if you go all the way to trials on each. Mm-hmm. But Conor McGregor, if he doesn't have a good attorney, he could, and you say for how long, tip, typically, uh, if you're inadmissible because of criminal convictions, until you have fixed those criminal convictions in some form or another, you're not getting in. So they have post conviction relief. This is what we do at my firm. We, we find the loopholes and we say he was, this is, well, I don't care. This is uh, somebody's charged, <laughs> somebody's charged with possession of marijuana, right? And which can, is actually, uh, can start to get to the point where it's, it's a lot worse than a crime against moral turpitude. Cause if you're in the country and you, and you've never had any real lawful status and you get a, a drug charge, you're, you're screwed that you're gone. But there are certain dr- drugs that are on the Utah registry of illegal drugs that aren't on the federal registry for illegal drugs, such as HU211, which is a form of spice, right? So a lot of the Utah statues are written to the where they look like they could be spice or they look like it could be marijuana. So when we come in, we sometimes go back seven years and say, hey, and we pull the heartstrings, which there are a lot of heartstrings for immigrants in in Utah because a lot of uh, a lot of uh, attorneys serve Mormon missions in other countries and we'll say look this guy's been here his whole life yeah he's an idiot they got this conviction six years ago ice is now looking for him because of it they finally came up on his radar are you willing to go back and change it to mm-hmm. hu211 and then not saying which ones have but someone like yeah I don't care we'll change the documents to show hu211 they get to immigration court it's not a uh, 
uh, it's not a federal offense to have HU-211. So at that point, it's not a federal violation. violation. So it's a state violation, which doesn't matter to the federal court necessarily, right? So they're saying, all right, get out of here. But there's ways to go about it to fix it. And that's what we try to do is we go back and fix it or we do legal fiction in actual cases and we say, he had HU-211. Are you okay to put that? And sometimes the prosecutors will say, yeah, I understand what's going to happen, so we'll put that. And then the, the the immigration court's like, you assholes. Literally, I've had a judge lecture me. Uh, it's so weird that we have this guy where the police find cocaine. They find cocaine. It's in their report that it's cocaine. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the court, the judge, whoever's your chum and buddy, come to find out that it's HU-211 spice. Man, those cops are idiots, aren't they? That they would think <laughs> that cocaine or that, that this spice substance is cocaine. I'll bet. I'll bet. And I just sit there. It's like, don't want to smirk. Don't want to. I just sit there because I know I have to see him again. At the end of the day, he's like, but there's nothing I can do about it. So, all right. That's it. <laughs> and then just, you know, and it's, but now they're, they're coming, cracking down on us on that because the courts are fixing things, which sucks. So, but, like, there's a real spice problem here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah. everybody. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spice. <laughs> so, anyways, with that, that's what we, so, and this one, for example, am I, if I'm Connor McGregor's attorney, the first thing I do is I go to the prosecutors and say, yes, my client's a jackass. Yes, you have video of it. Yes, we need a punishment, and we're all for You give us as much community service as you want. However, we do not want his stupid, slip-of-mind, idiotic actions to completely ruin his career. You think the UFC wants... UFC wants Conor McGregor back. They're so full of shit. They act like Dana White's such a freaking phony man. This is, no, one, no, of the, pulled, no, I mean, this is one of the worst things I've ever seen. He pulled right back on that, though. Good, yeah. and Immediately. He has like, to. because they, they put it on Embedded 5. It was like the, the yeah. thumbnail for the video. The stupidest it's question got three million ever is when he turned it back to the reporter and was like, do you want to work with him? Do you, do you want to track him down for interviews? And I know yes. that I was like, he's just looking at like Dana thinking like, do you want me to actually answer that? Yeah. Cause or yeah. Cause do you who, want me to lie? Cause yes, I do. And yeah. I will. Bellator's like, yes, say, I, and I'm thinking no joke. I'm watching this thinking Bellator, all these other promotions, all these other companies yeah. are saying, please, please say he's out because the second he's out, even if Dana White has a lapse of judgment and says he's out, he's never fighting for the UFC. If I'm his attorney, they're looking for something, anything to cling to, uh, to where they can come forward and say they breached contract. They already said he's out, whatever the contract's saying, right? They're going to cling to it finally and be like, no, you said he's out. You said he's done. In the contract, the, the contract's void. You said it's void. He's done, right? So he at least had enough common sense when they were like, well, is he ever going to fight? He's like, well, I don't want him to right now. Would you want him to? But I, and they're like, oh, shut the hell up, Dana. I can't, Dana, I used to like Dana. Now I just think he's a jackass and he's a crony for Conor McGregor. We're not going to help him. Bullshit, he's not going to help Conor McGregor because here's how he's going to help Conor McGregor. Guess who those prosecutors are going to contact when they're determining whether or not they should try to reduce charges? Dana White, UFC, the bus company, and those fighters on the bus. Mm -hmm. Guess what those fighters on the bus are going to be nudged to say whether or not they believe view, it. I want pay-per-view points. Yeah, Put you me want, on Connor's next card. I want pay-per-view points. And that's how the UFC is going to... In my opinion, that's yeah. how they're going to backdoor help Connor McGregor. They're going to say, hey, look, we will pay you more money. We'll do more for you guys. If they come to you, uh, we don't We don't want to lose Connor. We'll put you on Connor's card. You'll get the money. They're not even that hurt. I saw the, the blood that yeah, came down. Yeah, come like on, man. It's more the eyes. Yeah, the eyes Ray could Moore, be, but I want, yeah. I want proof. Uh, I know he doesn't owe anybody proof. He owes nothing. He, he released it. Ray Borg went to the doctor. Yeah. Because the whole thing was. So, it is corneal abrasion. Yeah. So let's get, let's okay. get back. So, and also, to be clear on that, 
from what I – well, I guess we shouldn't be clear because I don't know for certainty. But my understanding is is it's not that they didn't necessarily want to fight. That commission was pretty strict throughout. And it's every, yeah, yeah. I've heard everybody was really, really had good things to say about him. Um, they was, said you're not fit to fight. It's most of those fights. I was actually uh, going to make a joke. Did the the New York State Athletic Commission didn't think that the NYPD came down hard enough on Conor McGregor, so they took it into their own hands. <laughs> They're like, fine, you guys aren't going to do anything. Well, this is what the do, New York yeah, State Athletic yeah, yeah. Commission is going to do. No, and he could have been, but um, so basically, the, the part of the plea deal in Utah, especially uh, how they have to do is they do have to contact the victims. And, and explain what the plea deal is and explain if they're okay with it. If I'm Conor McGregor's attorney, I'm up front. They, everybody knows it's not, it's the elephant in the room. They're going to say, look, he, if he pleads to this and this, and this is what I do every freaking day, this is what I do. I go to a court, I go to a prosecutor, and they know who I am everywhere. They know exactly why I'm there most of the time. And I'll say, look, yeah, he did this. We're not going to deny that. We're not, we don't even really want to fight it. We just don't want him to be deported. We just don't want him to be deported. Here's why. So he can plead to this. What's more important to you? What he's convicted of or what his punishment is? Because if you want to put him through community service for years, we don't give a shit. Put him through community service for years because he'll stay here with his family that's been here for 15, 20 years. Because uh, it's really hard to become a legal re- uh, uh, to become lawful in the United States unbeknownst to all those immigration experts on Trump's side, uh, all you Republicans, which uh, I'm a conservative person uh, to a point, but you'd have no idea what you're talking about with immigration. It is so hard, unless you come from Europe and a white population, to get lawful status in the United States. So a lot of times they see where we're coming from, and some attorneys will say, we're not going to do anything based off of immigration. Sorry, Sean. And I think you'll do it based off of people's jobs. If some white guy comes to you and says, I'll lose my guns, uh, my hunting guns, and I'm Second Amendment, so I'm not trying to bring politics too far into this. Um, Karsten, you know I'm more of a libertarian kind of guy. Um, but they do. They do consider. They do put those in. So it's weird. Anyways, I would say that I'm going off on rants and tangents. I would tell them, and I would go with the offer as a defense attorney. I would bring, and I do bring that. I bring the offer and make it seem like it's theirs and say, here's why we need it. Here's what you get. Here's what we'll do. Is there anything else on the sentencing that you want? Because we'll give it to you. What do you want him to do? We'll give it to you. Just don't ruin his career. You get everything. You get your convictions. You look good. You have him go play with the kids in the charities, mm-hmm. whatever you have him want him to do. He'll do it, and and we'll go from there. And then and the UFC, you tell me the UFC is not talking to those prosecutors saying, we don't want him to be inadmissible, and they're telling the fighters, you know, if you if you push this too hard, they'll tell the fighters, take him to the cleaners on the civil side. We don't give a shit. Take him for everything he's worth on the civil side. On the criminal side, though, yeah. maybe don't be too harsh on him, right? And they won't be. The prosecutors in Utah, they wouldn't be. In Utah, and I would believe New York's similar. In Utah, you're going to get those felonies dropped down to misdemeanors. They would probably go to what's class A's, but class A's can still... They can be tricky. They can be tricky because it can still render them inadmissible because it's a 365-day sentence in Utah, which is a year, which is a, a crime against moral turpitude at that point with, with criminal mischief. So you need them down to bees. You need them down to bees, or you need to construct the sentence how we do it here is we have the judge. The judges love us. We try to keep good relationships with prosecutors, and the judges will actually sentence them, which is not common, but you know it's happening, to 363 days in jail. And that's very, very rare uh, that judges, some judges won't do it, but a lot of judges will do it because they're still getting what they need, but they're two days under what would trigger 
the inadmissibility issue mm-hmm. first. Cool. So the, the attorneys aren't going to be stupid. They're going to construct it. They're not going to trial. This is going to be pled out fast, is my guess. Right. His attorneys are going to go pitch this at the very next, and he They've might got plead. They've, right? Like they can, they're yeah, already working oh, on it. They're contacting can, him. They're like, yeah. hey, listen. Oh, yeah. We're sorry. So, oh, yeah. They've already pitched it, I'll bet, to the prosecutors. They're saying, look, we can plead at this point. Uh, we have cases that go year, well, not years, but a long time because they won't do it. And the one thing that's on your side as a defense attorney, one of the few things on your side is time. You have all the time in the world to, you're not in a rush, right? Especially in immigration, you're not in a rush. So sometimes we do a war of attrition with prosecutors and they'll see, you get the hard ones and you think, well, then we're going to continue this for this reason. We're going to continue it for this reason. The judges are pretty lenient with continuances mm-hmm. until you, and the good thing is, is prosecutors will switch. They won't for Connor, but they'll switch. Um, they'll fill in for each other mm-hmm. a lot of times in Utah. So you'll continue, and all of a sudden you'll go there, and it's a guy that you know is more workable. And you're like, this is the reason why. Now, here's why we continue. We'll tell him this is what's going on. We just need to plead. He'll never remember this. They have so many cases. He'll never remember it, and they'll say, all right, just do it. I don't care. Just do it, and we'll do it, right? So there's different reasons to where it doesn't – they still get their punishment. They still get their convictions. It's just not – it's a conviction that will not completely destroy somebody's life. And yeah, again, there's the argument. I know there's a lot of conservatives saying, well, they put themselves, Connor put himself in this spot. Connor did. Connor put himself in this spot. He was stupid. He didn't think it through. I feel for him. And I, I'll, I, when we get into that part, I wanted to say two cents quickly. I know I've been talking the most, but everybody makes stupid mistakes. Here and comes the lawyer. It is. Well, this <laughs> yeah. is the truth. Here if it I, is. I think, yeah, if I think, us up first. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Tell us nah. now. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is the truth. If you think about your life and you think about how many times you violated the law, and if you were almost probably daily, if you looked at it, uh, truly, and, and people don't realize how big the criminal code is, which is I'm against, right? Yeah. Being a libertarian, I'm against such. Anyways, everybody makes mistakes, truly makes mistakes. You, what, what punishment fits the crime, right? And everybody that thinks that they're freaking judge dread, you're not judge dread. <laughs> and you don't want to destroy somebody's life because he threw shit at a window. Yes. He's a jackass. He will pay for all of that. He will pay. He will do community service. He will pay fines. He will lose millions of dollars from this. He's going to on payouts and lawsuits on a lot of things. But he doesn't need to lose uh, the ability to continue his career in the United States. That's my opinion. And I would say that about Khabib. Look, I don't like Khabib. He's my new Josie Aldo. He really is. I think he's going to break just like Josie I can't did. wait to get into I it. Don't. Yes. But, I but, I would, but I wouldn't want that to happen to Khabib either. I don't want him to lose that opportunity. No, that's the thing. Is well, I, here's what we should do. We should finish out the lawyer talk and then just split this into two different episodes. Cut it and then move, and then move on. But before we move on to Khabib, because I know you're excited too. So the civil suits. Yeah. Those, I, will those people – I don't want to get in, like, in depth. I'll be fast. But those people all have – they have to come back to New York or does he have to go to where they are or can he send representation? So to, to uh, New York because typically there's a conflict. And that's why when you guys were talking real quick about there was a libel or a slander – libel statement made. The problem with a lot of the, the world today is they ask themselves where did the event occur. A lot of times the event occurred where the injury occurred, right? Not necessarily – so I could say something in Utah against somebody in New York, and I, they could say, well, the event, the actual comment occurred in Utah, but the person that was hurt is in New York. So where, do, where does the lawsuit get brought up, right? In this one, it's pretty cut and dry. Conor McGregor went apeshit in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, so unless they have valid reason to, to, uh, to transfer the venue of a civil, because it's not 
again, it's not the state's not involved. It would be the players suing Connor themselves unless they have a valid reason to have that venue transferred, which is very hard to do because they're worried about venue shopping because Utah's rules of civil procedure and civil damages are different than New York's Mm -hmm. and New York's is different than California. Some places allow punitive damages. Some places don't. Utah does not allow punitive damages. So it'd be in my interest to try to transfer it to a state that has punitive damages. Punitive damages are punishment damages, strictly punishment. So they're like, these are the actual, these are the perspective. Now punitive, just to make sure nobody ever does this again. We're going to, we're going to make you pay them 20 million just to punish you, right? To, to deter anybody from ever going to a parking garage and doing it because they now know they will lose everything, right? That doesn't happen here. So you want to, you would want a venue shop. Yeah, where they have it. And the courts know that, so they don't allow it. So it's going to happen in New York. So whatever, uh, unless some tricky thing that I don't know about is going on, it's going to happen in New York. Um, and so Connor's going to have to go to the courts there. They're never going to see a trial in that either. It, they'll, pay, they'll get paid out. They will get – Connor McGregor deal. will pay yeah. out. And you know what? Connor McGregor may be – I think Connor McGregor will pay everybody but Khabib fast. I really do. I Why think, would he have to pay Khabib? Because Khabib was on the bus. Could, could, and he had oh, way, right. And he had right. Cuts, so, right. Well, and so Khabib has the least – I forgot about that. But, however, the Khabib does have the least argument in the civil suit. So that's a good That's a good point, Carson. It's because he didn't claim any real injury. He stayed fighting. But he still is going to try probably. I don't, I don't know if he will. So, he so Ali, got, Ali Abdel Aziz, right. whatever his Imagine. name is, he got on and was like, I don't – I mean, I know Khabib doesn't really want – I don't want to see him dragged out. They want the fight. Russians aren't the same as Americans either. Russians aren't all about the lawsuits for real. This sounds really weird. They're weird. They they, they are – I don't want to say it's weird. It's a very American thing. Yeah, it's a very – it's people. well, Europe, America, uh, South America, lawsuits, but it is bread and butter United yeah. States. Lawsuits are mm. bread and butter United States because our system's set up to where you can. A lot of countries don't have that type of system to where you could do it. Um, but so I don't think Khabib will. I agree with that. But he's gonna. I think Connor will pay because I do think Connor does feel bad. I really do think for those fighters, he doesn't give a. Sh- he doesn't care. I just gotta quit swearing. Sorry. He doesn't no, care about Khabib, but he does care Sadly, about that. So here's my other question, and you may not. No. You may not know any of this. Say there was an MMA union. These guys were members of the MMA union. Mm-hmm. Would the union go after him as a group? Would they do a group charge or? I mean, because usually they'd have union lawyers. They would and have to. Like yeah, that. if there was a union and they were part of the union, they would they would give up a substantial amount of their personal rights in that area to the union, and the union probably would. It would all depend on what the union has drafted up as their by rules yeah. or bylaws. You know, there would be a lot of a lot of things that would come into play. Um, so but, in this yeah. in this case, would it be more beneficial if there were a union? And the union represented them? Or no. would it be better if they represented alone? Alone. Alone, big time. Because here's the thing. We're talking personal injury type stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Personal injury attorneys, they don't necessarily even charge you until they're paid out. Mm-hmm. You want private attorneys. You want to be by yourself and go changes. after it. Yeah, because you're going after your own individual damages. You don't want to have to pay out to anybody else but your own attorney. Well, I, don't, I don't think you'd want, like, if you're Kiesa, you don't want your injuries compared to Ray Board. No. It's like, well, we you both can't. have glass in our eyes. Oh, well, his was... His wasn't as bad. He no. didn't have the cuts. Like I, I can imagine it's like you'd get similar payouts where Kiesa is probably going to get a lot more. I yeah. Mean, because so, you have the blood. You have the – Yeah. yeah. Or Unless gonna, you couldn't afford your own attorney, in which case the union attorney would represent you. Yeah, but you can in personal injury. Again, that's because a – Because they don't get paid out until after. They, yeah, they a lot of times they go, off, yeah, they go off of the compensation type uh, pay. Well, it's not, not compensation. Uh, 
for the, they do you typically they do 33% and we do a tiny bit of civil litigation in my firm and so I know enough to be dangerous but not enough to be a guy that I would turn to uh, if I really needed representation yet yeah, I could learn it's something that if I really needed to learn I could learn fast civil's not that hard it really isn't um, but they're going to do it individual. They each have their individual issues that they that they suffered, and it's going to so the fighters on the bus. Every fighter technically could try to bring a suit. The bus company itself is going to sue. Um, the who whoever else is involved Brooklyn, with the contract. Barclays, Barclays, can Barclays, Barclays can sue. You know who can security people here's, that, he, that he pushed out of the way can sue. Now here's how you're going to know Dana White is full of shit. UFC sue. can sue Conor yeah. McGregor easily. That was gonna Easily, be my next question. you want to destroy that relationship and turn Connor on you? They are Dana White talks so big, but he has to bow down to Connor McGregor. He's gonna bow down to him again. It's not he knows that when he says, "Would you want him to fight?" Dana White knows in his heart that if Connor McGregor leaves, the UFC's got real issues because Connor McGregor is a dangerous man. We are not just for his his emotional outbursts, but his emotion just his emotional nature in general he if he thinks that you're trying to cut him short he will do yeah. everything in his power to take you down and i already don't i already think there's uh, uh their relationship is strained the ufc and conor mcgregor i really do think they've had a strained relationship since mayweather since that stuff started to happen they really started to have a strained relationship so i think conor mcgregor is hoping they do something stupid well, i they, really do they, or do something they, i really do give him a percentage of the UFC, which he's always asked for. That's yeah. all. Well, not always yeah, asked yeah. for. But oh, yeah. No, I mean yeah. that's. A, I mean that's a huge. But he's got the money to buy in, right? Yeah. So if if Conan O'Brien and Tom Brady and all those guys can buy in, I would not let him buy in. So if point, you're a fighter, would, well, he's you got to be careful. He's under contract. I would yeah. not let him. But buy he's in, also stuff start, like that. Yeah. There's more conflict issues. Yeah, there's more conflict issues. So I don't know about buying in, but, but they, he started his own promotion, which means if they did cut his contract, yeah. he just goes and puts on his own promotions in Ireland. And SBGs all over Bellator. They're all over the UFC. That's they're all over Cage Warriors. He, he just starts his own promotion. Yeah. He seems like he's bigger than the sport, but he will eventually be gone. And his promotion, he's not a promoter. He promotes himself. He doesn't promote other people. Like, he can't... Yeah. I, I don't think he has that ability. I and do. I, at the end of the day, I think the UFC MMA is bigger than Connor. He is the biggest thing right now, and it's not even close. Well, there's look no, how Rousey, how fast Rousey fell. Yeah, and th- there's nobody that turns the needle like him. He has four of the five top pay-per-views. And, but what I, I don't know if the real, UFC doesn't realize is they actually do hold more cards. It seems like he does. Because he is pushing him around. Yeah. Because they're, they're letting him, in my opinion. So, well, because they're looking at the short term. They make more money on him in the short term. And then when he's done, he's done. They move on and they continue to make well, some money. Somebody brought this up, and I can't remember who it was. And I really think that it's playing in a lot. Those, they took out big loans to pay that big, like the, uh, the acquisition the when billion. WME got them. And they have to hit those marks. And yep. the only way to do that, because they, they lost Ronda, they lost yep. John Jones. Connor's it. And, yeah. wow, and Brock. Brock will be back. And let's talk about Brock that. Lesnar. So the other thing that I think is really interesting, and, I, and then I'll let you, Burger King released a commercial with him, what, a week ago? Yeah. They didn't, he hasn't lost any sponsorships. None of his sponsors have come out and said, we we, we are di- distancing ourselves from Conor McGregor. Um, every time they call him the Burger King as a joke, it's still technically free publicity for Burger yeah. King. Um, and I didn't even think about that until right now. Burger King, in, in most cases, you look at Sean Hannity, you look at Tiger Woods, you look at literally any athlete or public face that makes some kind of weird commentary or does something negative, press-related, they're done. And Who, nobody's cut ties. 
Didn't he? he no, so Nike did it. Tiger lost when when he oh. was caught in an uh, adultery. Buick didn't Buick drop? He lost a bunch of. Uh, I know he lost a bunch. Gatorade. I, I think Gatorade dropped him. There were a few that did drop him. There's a he did lose a lot of sponsors to give uh, Justin some credit. I don't. I couldn't go through each one. I if we Google, if so Connor had more reputable ones, he would have lost. And Burger yeah. King is well, desperate. You, but you, I agree. Connor's playing on desperation. Desperation of the UFC and WME. Desperation of Burger King. That's part. Joke. That's part. Of, I agree that that is part. <laughs> hey, of that it. is slander. Yeah. Well, you better hope they don't yeah, listen you to you in the, uh, uh, Florida because they're going to see you there. Uh, they did make my favorite commercial of all time, though. Right over the king. No, 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 the way better one where they literally showed the king breaking into McDonald's and stealing the, the, breakfast, uh, sandwich. the breakfast sandwich. And it, they just, the, the tagline was, hey, it's not original, but it's a buck. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the best thing ever. So real quick, uh, Connor's going to pay out. That's the end of the legal talk. Uh, Connor McGregor is not Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey dropped off the face of the earth because she is a psycho She's an in the sense. Mess. Yeah. And so she purposely dropped off the face of the earth. Like, she wasn't trying to. They had WWE, and she's the biggest thing since freaking sliced bread in the WWE now. I read a stupid article on her to yeah. see, and they said the, the stadium was the loudest they've heard it in years when Ronda Rousey came out. She still has that pole power, but she can't, She doesn't have the confidence and the fortitude to do it. Conor does. So you don't drop as fast as Conor McGregor's in his prime. He could really mess with the UFC right now if he wanted to. He could. And, and Conor McGregor, what he did, as much as we all are like, oh, my gosh, it wasn't that crazy. I'm t- I think that maybe it's because I'm in the criminal anytime, world. Anytime any sports person's won a uh, championship, everybody dude, in their city does exactly what Conor did. Go back to the boxers of the old days. They're jumping over cars to beat somebody up, right? Like, they're <laughs> they're smashing things to get to each other. Mike Tyson's telling a guy that he, oh, he will eat his kids. My, yeah. my only thing is this, and let's talk fallout in general at this point. We have, like, a few, like a few minutes. Let's talk fallout. Okay. One of the big things is – where was I going with this in my head? I just lost it. But um, You continue that. Do you guys really believe that Khabib wouldn't have fought Conor McGregor? I believe he 100% would have. He's, he's already fought the Diaz brothers. I mean, Khabib is known for fighting people in public situations. Oh, Ali he, was going out there. Ali uh, was the one saying that he was killed. And he he doubled down, which I thought was the stupidest thing in the world. He doubled yeah. down on Ariel Hawani's podcast. And he was like, they're lucky that the Russians weren't there because they would be dead. He's like, I'm not kidding you. They would be dead. And he was the one saying that they, I'm going to 100% kill these guys. So I think Khabib would fight Conor McGregor, hands down. In a, so I think, however, I was trying to give you a second to think about what you. I lost talking. it anyway. However, I think Khabib. So I don't. Uh, Khabib is put yourself in his position. You don't get off that bus. You don't. You you don't lose the chance of fighting for the belt the next day. You don't get off the bus. But here's what I think. Uh, they say the Russians would kill them. Okay, yeah. Freaking Irish! You don't think the yeah, Irish the are nut jobs? No, no. Oh 100%. my goodness! This could go really That's bad. It could like, be really bad. I, my, I, I'm not worried about like Connor and Khabib, but like other people. Could yeah, have base, dead fan base. Oh yeah, this could go really. I agree. Yeah. There, it's the two countries that you. It's the sociopath Russians who don't have a lot of emotion, but will slit your throat in front of your family, and then the psycho. And I don't mean this uh, to the Irish. I don't mean this. I I, res, I love my Irish ancestry. Yeah, loose cannons. They will react in a heartbeat. They're not scared to react, and they'll slit your family as they curse you all out this, in front of your. It's they're both bad combination right this now. This is the only way that I see it losing money. Because otherwise, this is... This is Everybody dies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah. The, the only way that I really see him losing money in in their fight 
they're gonna it makes everybody more money in the end because everybody wants to see the fight now but they can't do it in Dagestan yeah and they no. can't do it in Ireland no, no they, can't. they can't like it, that's the only sad thing, because there's yeah, always I mean, which is sad yeah. you look which at Tupac sad. and Biggie as a dumb example there's always some dumb kid looking to make a name for himself yes. that will do something that's what worries to me famous. for real as weird as that is I agree with that uh, here's the thing though this is what I was gonna say Khabib's not scared to get no. off the bus. He's a he's he's tough. Khabib was the only guy years ago, and I don't know if I ever said it. I swear I said it even on these podcasts. If I went back and listened, he was the only one that I gave because uh, I was all Connor, right, and mm-hmm. almost uh, reckless abandon with Connor. This Connor's going to beat him. He's going to be, and then I've been right with someone. I'm like, whoa, uh, <laughs> the one that I really thought is Khabib. Khabib has has the things that worried me, but I don't think so anymore. It's and you're going to think I'm crazy, but here's why: what happened plays into Connor's uh, plays right into Connor's lap. You're right, Carson. Khabib not scared of Connor. He I don't wasn't think he's scared of that mob. No, yeah. uh, no, I don't. I think I think Khabib. I don't think he's. I think anybody would be a little concerned to a point when you see a bunch of freaking guys going crazy because you think who because they didn't know it was even Connor yet, right? So they're thinking who's attacking this bus? This is not good. It could be just some lunatic gang. Who yeah. knows? But here's where I'm. Gonna, we're about to find out how tough mentally strong Khabib really is. And I don't think he's as mentally strong as you guys give him credit for. Or I don't as as we I think. think I don't. I and he, so everybody as a thought man, he's got no emotion. But everybody thought Jose Aldo was too. Jose Aldo was no, was mentally tough. Already, I maybe we gave him too much credit. But. We discussed this on the last podcast. Brazilians are probably some of the most mentally weak yeah. people. No, and I agree with that. But <laughs> they would all beat us up. But Connor I don't know about mentally weak. I wouldn't say that, but like he kind of showed like when Connor grabbed his belt and he like Yo, really didn't yeah. know what to do. He was like trying yeah, to get it back. Yeah. Like there was these little things, but it could be I don't know. He's calculated. I don't know. So Khabib is a lot more mentally strong than Josie, although I will give you that. But Conor McGregor, in my opinion, has so many weapons now to use against Khabib in a promotion. And there, and here, I mean, here's the thing that what you just said to me is we're about to see would Khabib have gotten off that bus if if there was if Conor McGregor came and it was just Conor McGregor, no fight the next two days, literally nothing to really plan for or worry about, and Conor throws something through the window. What, what's Khabib gonna do? He's gonna get off the bus. He's gonna get off the bus. And be like, let's do this. What didn't happen? He didn't get off the bus. Mm-hmm. What's Conor McGregor gonna start saying? And then he didn't get off the bus. And what's Khabib yeah, gonna as start as losing as his as mind, as thinking shit. I would have got off the bus? Yeah. He's like, "Bullshit, you pussy! You guess. had the chance to get off the bus. You didn't get off the bus. You can talk all day long that you're this badass. Where the fuck were you the whole time, <laughs> you pussy?" And, and Khabib's gonna start to be like, "I would have got off that bus. I would have got." I'm telling you. And Are it's we gonna not do gonna, the bet now? I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll let you lay the terms, and I'll. I can openly, but yeah. I don't. I don't think that's mentally weak. I think that he he starts to lose it a little he bit because he's already fought the Diaz brother. So he finds he's got Connor is because I see a lot of him and me, and I don't mean that as like I I see the asshole of Connor McGregor in me. When I was growing up, Justin will tell you I was the tease. I would say things and wait. My poor sister, I'd see what struck the chord, mm. and then as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, boom, 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 boom. She blows up, acts like a fool. I'm start playing like, oh my goodness, what's going on? They were just Connor, words. They were just yeah, words. exactly. I Connor. didn't know it would cause such an issue. <laughs> See, that's Conor McGregor. That's Conor McGregor. So he's going to start using these things when he got out and he said, or the next day, oh, you you show me where you're at and I'd come now. Just send me your location. i come now. Khabib would have gone, right? right? He would have. He would have. <laughs> but Conor McGregor is going to be able to twist that and be like, you bitch, you had my number two. I'm the one running, having to deal with police. Don't put that on you me. Knew I was you had a, you had a chance. You had I, a multiple chance. I had chances. cameras following me around all day. You knew exactly and where he's I was gonna, at every moment. And Russians don't like to be touched. 
even more than Brazilians. You don't touch Russians. You touch Russians and it's fight mode. That's why when he was doing what he was doing with slapping, that's one of the ultimate insults. He, cause Russians can't talk shit. They are the worst shit talkers there have, they have ever existed. Their culture is just not shit talkers. Their fighters, not shit talkers. Yeah. Irish are shit talkers and fighters. That's the problem with their culture. Well, they, that's, they, I, that's what I think that the Russians' problem is. They don't. There's no words. It's like we're doing it. Fight. Yeah. Let's do it. So, so when you have some asshole Irishman telling you you're a pussy and didn't get off the bus, and you can make excuses all day that you're tough, but that you're a pussy and it's verified from video, and he could be like, "No, you heard us trying to get off," and he's be like, "Oh, the windows were broke, you bitch." Pussy, sorry, they shouldn't be. No, you're good. You you're could good. you could get off the bus at any time. He's gonna mess with this set, and then he's gonna do things where he's gonna touch him, where he's gonna just come by and do what he did to Josie. Will put his no, hand on there. I, they, no, they're, they're not gonna because they will walk him by each other. What did he do to Mayweather? He, they he put him in that ring and he touched him on the head. They knew they could get away with that. They yeah. will not have an open forum like that. They, they have to be very careful. They will like Dana will not let that happen. Yeah, they've got to be careful. And it, it really, but it's gonna be like. I, they might not even put him in the same room. So we, I think they will. So we're about to find out how to mentally strong Khabib uh, really is. And here's the problem. If Connor breaks him, I'm calling this right now. We'll do the vet. If Connor breaks him, Khabib's career is done. Mm-hmm. Mark my words. If he does break him, everybody's going to now know how to approach a Khabib fight. This no, is maybe the most impressive thing from Connor because Connor lost, and that was not the end of him. Pretty much anybody else takes yeah. a loss. Josie Aldo's level. done. Yeah, he's yeah. done. Josie Aldo's literally done. It, it's weird because he just can't quite get there ever again, and he still has the talent, but his mental fortitude is gone. I, it's um, called USADA. I was. Yeah. It's happened to uh, Hen and Barrow too, and uh, RDA. Do you want to put it on the cast, or do you want to come up with the terms and you can let me know after? Because I'm pretty much down for anything. I'll do. So I'm I'm down with anything. The question is, is it, go- it should happen? I hope that it happens. UFC is going to want it to happen. Conor McGregor is going to do the Mayweather thing. He's going to start talking Mayweather again, I think, before he talks yeah. about Khabib. Well, because he can still fight outside of the U.S., yeah. right? Even if he's yeah. oh, winning yeah. criminal yeah. charges. Yeah, he well, he could still fight in here. Now, from my understanding, unless he's convicted, they should be fine. I don't know about the licensing committee. I don't know. That's licensing committee. Because he, get, he gets licensed, right, because he can prove that that's how he supports his family. And if he can prove that's how he supports his family, he can get a special sanction to fight, correct? Yeah. His something something like that. Too. His family's on yeah, hard times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you What do you like betting? What, it, what I don't care when you do bet because I I I think we usually I'll to, say we might have to decide this off the cast. Okay, that's what we're deciding we're, right now. No, I want to do I want to do it right now because I want it over time, and I don't know how long uh, it's going to take you guys to to decide okay. what you're going to actually do. Because I don't want to do money. Uh, you're a real soccer fan guy. Uh, you have to punch Kyle Beckerman. <laughs> yeah, you got to cut no. Uh, I can do money too. I I honestly don't care. I'm that's down. that's boring to me. Money's boring. I like to do something where this is going to sound extremely. Um, sensitive but when i do bets with buddies i like to make it to something we can like participate in um, it's yeah, a, like i take like, you to an rsl game like, we go, it, like you know, trace having to do uh push-ups in the middle yeah of the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well so this i just if it's not a buddy you know you'll know when it's really not necessarily a buddy for me when i bet because i'll be like 20 bucks right but typically if they're buddies with me yeah yeah it's no. always money with well me. <laughs> no because we're yeah uh just Whoa. Uh, yeah no, we're family you, we're not buddies yeah because i see them at dinner because typically the people i don't see i'll bet dinner uh, and take them out to dinner if I lose or they take. But uh, I try to. We'll think of some, maybe somewhere along the lines of RSL. You'll, you'll get free fan. legal it depends support on what for life. Have. Well, you already have that. <laughs> I don't know if you want my legal support, but you have that. We'll we'll do it off because I will have to. I'll have to brainstorm and see what you think would be. You seem more creative. I'll let you decide. I'll let you put the terms. I'll, I'll put. I'll, I'll I, figure. I'm full tilt with I think we didn't get to get into it a lot. I think he was he was 100 percent toying with Ally Quinta. Yeah, he won oh, every yeah. round, and he wasn't. 
he could have taken him down at any time. Everybody was saying, but he, he tried. But you he, think did he did try. He didn't. You don't think he did? He, he, he single that could be true. Once. Do you and think he, he sandbagged on, on purpose? Yes. Do you think he boxed terribly and on he didn't purpose? box terribly? He boxed. He kept his, his head boxing up. was horrible, and but his wrestling is usually better. But I he could have also there. done it on purpose. How many straight? Lefts, That's true. How many straight lefts did he land? Yeah, no, a lot. Like he's throwing them from awkward angles, and he's stiff. Yeah, he but is but. If he's boxing, boxing Connor like he's not that, going to. Uh, no. But I'm saying if he did, what's going to happen? And you're right. And if he's playing possum, Connor better be smart. And he could have been. You're not wrong. He could have been because I've never seen him look so undominant. Well, think about. The, so think I, about the, I would agree with you. Think about John Jones coming in against OSP. Yeah. Think about Cormier yeah. when he had that long fight Anderson camp Silva. and by Anderson Silva. Like you, you have these weird things. You yeah. have to kind of be cautious. And he's still what 43 and 50 him. Yeah, he had nothing to win. Nothing to win. Uh, so I agree that you he probably didn't care whole, as much. You can't, you can't go balls to the wall and show him your whole game. But, other and, than the fact that your whole game is taking people down. And here it. is the thing, and I may eat crow. Conor McGregor, had this not happened, and Conor McGregor fought Khabib, Khabib would have won. I am pretty certain because Conor had no true fight. And I'm not talking about just the simple uh, everyday promotion where Conor talks He's emotionally crap. involved now. He now all of a sudden, like the Nate Diaz fight the second time around mm-hmm. was to me a whole different yeah. Conor McGregor because he emotionally was invested. He saw it was everything. At this point, Conor McGregor would rather die than lose to Khabib. And everybody, and the more people say, well, Khabib this, the more he's going to train, the harder he's going to train, the more he's going to do. He doesn't need to train on his feet. He'll knock Khabib out. No matter how good Khabib thinks he is or how good he really is, very few people can stand and fight Connor. I, nobody. He's not. Nate Diaz, that's it, right? And he still was able to beat a bigger guy. I still guy. want to see him versus Edson. It's never going to happen. I, will. Uh, I like Edson. Nick, I agree. Nick Diaz is re-sanctioned at the end of April. He's not fighting Connor. He's too bad. No, no, I don't mean that, but I mean... It's in Barbosa, yeah. So, I think 